Dead talk. They really like to trash talk. Dead talk. They'll make you laugh your ass off. Dead talk. Real tall dudes and they're both hilarious. Tom and Derek give you wisdom and advice. It's really nice. You probably listen twice. Real tall dudes and they're getting serious. Episode 8 of Dad Talk. We are back with my boy, Derek Wenzel, here as always. Derek, what's going on, buddy? Tanderson, good to see you, buddy. So we make, obviously, a lot of inappropriate jokes on this podcast. Things that, like, in real life really aren't funny, but to us, we, we kind of find humor in them. We, we, we joke and laugh about them. And there's a, an enormous subject that's, that's pretty, it can be intense and, and not so funny, but you and I unknowingly came together over this uh, March 2019. You and I met in New York City just to hang out, just to catch up. You were here for work. I met you out and uh, we, we got to talking. Tell, tell the story here. Man, it was like, it was late two in the morning. <laughs> right, right. Like the city that never sleeps. Wow, the big apple. <laughs> the big apple, wow. And it was great because it was like four fucking degrees when we, when we were out there. Yep. No, so we're like, we're both like, oh, fuck. There's like, there's some serious shit to talk about. So we go to the bar and we start drinking and find out that both of us, and by us, I mean not you and me, but me, Amanda and Tori and like the collective us are having, we've been trying to have kids for a while and it hasn't been working. We have fertility issues and we're both going through IVF, um, which is like this bomb. And it's like not fun to fucking talk about, but of course, like since then, you know, it's been a couple, like a couple of years, we still find like all these horribly uncomfortable moments to talk about. So IVF, like 10,000 foot view it's essentially, it's called in vitro fertilization. You're basically taking the eggs uh, and the sperm separately. You put them together in a test tube, you're making embryos, and then you implant the embryos um, back in, and then they grow and hopefully it works. And depending on what your fertility issues are, there's different procedures, but essentially you're doing a, a retrieval. So you go in, so it's a surgery where like Amanda and Tori and whoever are out, they go into each egg, pull out and kind of harvest these eggs and each sack harvest these eggs. Uh, and then we've got to submit a deposit, which there's plenty of fun stuff to talk about. And they, they make it in the tube. And then after a few days, those grow, some don't, they take the best one. Uh, and then they go back in and then essentially with, you know, pretty surgical equipment, like implant it back you know, in the uterus. So we were going through, and that was kind of crazy because you guys were just starting and we would be, we'd been in it for like a year or so at that point, uh, all the steps and just trying to, trying to figure it out. Um, I'll never forget that we were at the bar and I think I brought it up. I think I was like, yeah, we're like, we're starting to go through the IVF stuff and we've been having fertility issues. And then you were like, dude, you don't even know we've been doing the same exact thing. This road we've been down crazy. Uh, and there's some like ups and downs and not fun shit and like tears. It was, you know, it's terrible. It's fucking awful. Um, and a lot of women go through fertility issues, but it's such a taboo topic. And I know both a man and Tori are like much more comfortable with like talking about it just so people don't feel that guilt. Um, but there's funny stuff in IVF if you look for it and you have to look for it. Um, yeah. Otherwise it's just like, you know, the worst road of your life. I remember we, 
we had one of our transfers failed. So the embryo didn't implant. And it was just like, you know, you're just sad and you're bummed out and you get all these messages. You're like, oh, we're thinking of you. We're praying for you. And it made me think of that Hannibal Burris bit where he's like, I, oh, oh, you're going to pray for me. You're going to pray for me. So you're going to sit at home and do nothing. Cool. <laughs> like I'm sitting here dealing with a situation. At least get me a sandwich or something. <laughs> yeah. It's just the absolute worst feeling. Yeah, our thoughts are with you. Our thoughts are with you. Great. Cool. Like, what am I going to do with that? Thanks. <laughs> nothing bro appreciate it that feeling br- brings me to you know we we're, we're kind of at the age where people are starting to settle down and have families like a lot of our friends and you, you're dealing with the the pregnancy announcement issues from, yeah. from friends and there when you're going through the infertility thing there is just nothing worse than than hearing that news it just absolutely just it like kills you so Tori and I used to always joke when like a, like one of our friends would tell us that they're pregnant. We would always joke about the scene from wedding crashers. Yeah. When, when uh, Owen Wilson's like super depressed and going through it and he's at his apartment and Vince Vaughn goes over to like check up on him. By the way, we're pregnant. Yeah. Kindly leave. Kindly leave. <laughs> Kindly, leave. Kindly leave. I'm reading Don't Kill Myself books right now. I, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to hear about it. Get the fuck I don't want to hear about it. Kindly Take leave. Take your happy news elsewhere. Do not you selfish, greedy, gloating motherfucker. Yeah. Why are you bragging? <laughs> Get out of my face. No one cares. When this happens, you like people just don't know, like who haven't gone through yeah, the infertility no thing. Because no one talks about it. Yeah, no so one talks about it. They have yeah. no clue what it, what it's like unless you like really go through it. So it's like you, you're watching like people do like the gender reveal parties. What do you think about those? Fucking horrible. Like I hope everyone blows off all their fingers when like the thing. Like there was another story like just the other day about this huge explosion and fire that went off from a gender gender reveal fucking thing. It's just it's- like the best i loved when in california when the the gender reveal thing went wrong and it literally started the the wildfires that you guys had can you imagine it's Uh, like you're so like just rubbing it in everyone's faces too it's like there's so much like anything ivf like opens your mind to all the shit that can go wrong right you don't really realize right like how many things can go wrong and so the fact that you're out here like celebrating the gender of this child that you'd like now you're sure it's usually later in pregnancy, but still it's like, there's a chance some shit like doesn't go. What, like, what are you doing? Are you gloating and shit? It's like, it's, it's like the mindset. It's wait like, a minute, dude. you're jinxing this. What are you even, what are you thinking? But the, pro- and the process is like, obviously and there's a ton of, again, depending on what you're doing, there's a lot of, you know, pill medications, a ton of injections. Oh my God. Um, injections. And, and they can be, you know, and it's all, I mean, you know, mandatory and you like, they got to wear all this fucking stuff and just fucks their bodies up. There's all these hormones and the injections hurt like a motherfucker. And so, and like, <laughs> we talk about this all the time. It's like, and what did we have to do? Like, what did we have to sacrifice for this whole thing? That's why I hate to say like, we went through IVF. We didn't go through shit. Amanda went through IVF. I had to jerk off into a cup <laughs> like w- once. 
right? Actually ended up happening. I got two stories because we had to go twice actually because we had two different egg retrievals. But Amazing <laughs> the first one is so good. So we're in this clinic in San Francisco. It's like a, you know, it's a nice clinic. The IVF, so it's like a new clinic, obviously. You know, there's not 50 year old IVF clinics rolling around. Right. Um, and, you know, it's like the facilities are really nice. And, you know, we've been in all the different like rooms seeing doctors and stuff. And, you know, so Amanda's, um, getting the retrieval done. It's like, all right, Derek, it's time for you to go do your part. And like, so I follow the nurse and like every inch of me is trying not to make the fucking obvious shitty joke like that you can't make. So if I get like stuck in there, can you uh, like, <laughs> you can't do it. I just want to do it because it's so awful and terrible, but I, I don't. Like, I, I like, get stuck in there. Just horrible, stupid shit. So they like down the hallway, lead me into this room, go into the room. And it's like straight out of the 1970s. There's a leather, like overstuffed chair. There is a big two-backed TV in this like TV console that like your grandparents had in like the fucking 70s. And there's a like a little warm fridge where you put the stuff. And the you know, woman's saying, it's like, oh, there's some like magazines over there. <laughs> And it was like, I don't even want to go through and touch any of these magazines. So I'm like already totally disoriented. And then I look up on the wall and there's this gigantic, like four foot by three foot framed glass, deep shadow box with a pair of boxing gloves signed by Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> what? How so someone decided... Hey guys, in the jerk off room, let's put, let's hang the Manny Pacquiao gloves that are signed. And in the shadow box, there's a picture of him fighting. And I'm like, how how is this helping me in my current situation at all? It's ridiculous. It's just so random. Manny Pacquiao signed gloves. Why? It's fucking crazy. Someone just someone made that conscious decision. Yeah. To hang those like guys, this will be good in here because guys are in here like and they like boxing, so this this will help. This will help. Doesn't it's distracting. <laughs> it's distracting. So now I got that going on, and now I'm trying to figure out. Okay, here's my stage. I the clock is somewhat ticking. I don't really. There's no like actual like. There's no like digital clock on the wall that's counting down or anything. But at some point, you don't want to be in there forever either. Well, that's the question. So now I'm thinking is like, okay, like I want, but I don't want to like being there too quickly either <laughs> like it's like how long am i supposed to sit and figure this out in here what is the appropriate amount of time to be in this room incredible should i be in here and then like the other part of this is the only like i don't like seat is this leather overstuffed chair so i'm like so i got do i gotta sit like assless like assless assless do i sit here without pants bare ass on this chair and just start whacking it like, well and then so oh that's God. got me thrown off and of course that's what i like i'm not gonna stand up i feel weird standing up because in the manny pacquiao gloves are staring me right in the face it's like i'm not doing that now i'm trying to figure it out because it's like okay at some point i've got to get it in this cup i and i don't know about you never jerked off in a cup before and it's just like, how do I, <laughs> I end up like, not like having fully thought through the move. Like it's kind of near the end. And I'm like, ah, uh, 
And so I like fall like to my knees on the floor in front of the overstuffed chair because I can't figure out how else like the physics of this is. The angle is very important. Yeah, it's crazy. And then they make you like sign and initial your cup. Yes, yes. And put it in the warm, you know, like fridge unit. And then like you just walk on out. (laughs) Leaving that room and and what do you, sup? Like, what do you... (laughs) done <laughs> are we are we all good anything else here we, we're good you need anything well and just to like to take it to another graphic level it's just like I, is that enough like i don't fucking know like how much do you need i thought that yeah. too. I was like is this Safe, gonna be you're just is like, this good well you want to like go back to like the main waiting room with other people who were sitting there going through God knows what part of their process maybe they're getting terrible news right yep. and you're just coming back from jerking off and you're like waving at the like hey so if you need more let me know i'm probably good i can come back and do some more like in like 15 minutes get a gatorade and i'll be i'll be good i'll go right back in there speaking of the waiting room so you're right that can be like one of the most saddest like depressing areas ever because people can be getting bad news if you're just in that waiting room to begin with like you're just feeling shitty yeah it just sucks i'm wondering who is the dj playing the music in the waiting rooms at these fertility clinics never forget it we're sitting there waiting for our appointment you got people sitting there like they're like in tears this is the quietest waiting room in all waiting rooms. this is like pin drop quiet everyone's just head down like yep. ashamed to look at each other which doesn't make sense but yep. you get it super right? quiet yeah so you're really hearing the music that's playing out of nowhere So you had a bad day. (laughs) It's like, is this happening right now? And who's screening the fucking music? Who's DJing this? Yeah, come on. What are we doing in here? (laughs) What do you play though? Do you play like jock jams? Like what what's the (laughs) go-to? Well, I feel like jock jams should be playing in the jerk-off room, is what I'm saying. (laughs) That's what needs to be in there. Waiting room story. So we after we got we had positive home tests, and so we went in for like the official like blood work right test and then we went it's so that that was good we got a phone call for that news and then you go in one more time which is kind of like the pre proper ob appointment just to check to make sure everything's going well so early on because most people don't aren't going into your doctor that early because you probably don't you don't even know you're pregnant yet no. right just naturally you wouldn't like you haven't missed your period you, you know there's just you haven't have no idea so that is like your final appointment that is like and so we've been going into this clinic for two years so many appointments so much stuff and you know built a like relationship with our doctor and the nurses and like fucking happiest moment of our lives right and then you have to step out from behind right in the like into the waiting room to leave and you're like oh fuck we gotta like lock it up yeah like you gotta be cool and then but the nurses like their chill factor is somewhat there but they're like congratulations like a loud whisper and they give you like a little goodie bag and shit and you're like, you're looking back and feel bad that there's all these people who may never get that news. And you're just like, thanks. Yeah, we did it. Like, can we get the fuck out of here, please? Like, this is terrible. I'm not Ugh. celebrating in front of these people. That's so true. 
<laughs> going so, through this shit. Word. I mean, the, the amount of shit that you have to go through, you mentioned the injections and like the needles. Like I like I had to, we had to do the progesterone shots and I had to I had to, Tori did most of them herself because she's a freaking champion. But the, this one I had to do and the needle was like well, it's long and then it's progesterone and oil, so it's thick. So the in the gauge it, of it is like sick. I don't know, it's like eight millimeters fucking diameter. It's fucking huge. It's like it's like a straw. It's so big. And I hate needles. And it's like, I, I was thinking about this the other day. I hate needles. And I always say that, but it's like, who likes needles? Does anyone like yeah, needles? No one's one like, you know what? I'm kind of down with it. Hook it up. Let's do some needles. This would be sick. Is that in pill form? Yeah. Can you mind just with an injection? Yeah, that'd be way better for me. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, could you stick me before I go in the jerk off room? That would really help. Just a couple needles in there. It was so bad, but I always remember like one, like one time it was like New Year's Eve. I remember we were out and we had to come home early to do the needles. Yeah. yeah. Like we'd be at places sometimes and we'd have to like do the needles there. Like at, uh, the fucking just absolutely. Well, it's, like, it's like do the injection, like do the needles, <laughs> do the needles, <laughs> do, the needles. <laughs> do the needles. Tom, that's not what it's called. It's an injection. It's a progesterone and oil injection. You know, do the needles in the butt like that move. It'd be really bad because like like you know we're out. I'm I'm drinking a little bit and I gotta do, I gotta do the needles and lock it up. I, I normally I'd be pretty good, but you're sitting sometimes there and drunk. You're just like I gotta go home and do the needles. It's like I think we need to cut Tom off. I think I don't know what he's talking about because you're not, not telling anybody at this point. No one fucking knows, right? No, yeah, like yeah, because it's just there's the there's there's so much to get into, and you're like we're not telling anybody shit so you're like sneaking off to do this stuff yeah that was the other thing i, I do like i couldn't really like i, I started we started telling people eventually because it just was taking because this yeah. process was so freaking long like you had to tell people what the hell was going well, you, on and you, you tell like close people you're not like everyone at the party you're at no right? no 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 <laughs> but even like you tell them and they're like you know they try to be supportive and everything but they, it's tough for them to really understand what the hell's going on so you're just you're just like a downer but I remember, yeah, when I told you, and it was like finally having someone to be able to like talk about it with that was actually going through it. it was that's huge. it. That doesn't just say this is fucking like the most infuriating thing, but like it's like, hey, just uh, just relax, you know? Maybe just I had a friend. They went on their a vacation to Europe, and they just boom got pregnant. If you just relax, maybe you should do that. Maybe you should shut the fuck up. <laughs> maybe that's what you should do. Maybe you should get the needles in the butt. Oh my god! Just oh relax. Like, how are you not relaxed during this? Don't you realize that's the issue? This is the fucking bra. Why don't you just fucking chill? It's your fault. You're too high strung. That's it. Just calm the fuck down and get. Oh, pregnant. oh my god! So, and I remember in the beginning of this, we didn't really know what our issue was. Like, that's the other thing. Like, when you when this is happening, you have no idea what the problem it could is. Be anything. Yeah, There's so much going on, yeah. and they can do like certain tests, but e- even then, like they can't really figure out what's going on because this is all such new technology. Like it's not like they've been studying this forever. No, and then like it doesn't for people who don't have fertility issues don't go through this process. So they, you know, what I mean, there's no baseline of here's what pro you know very fertile people do at this stage just because you don't test that shit. They're just people just get pregnant. So near the begin near the beginning, I I was like, all right, I'll go see if like what if it's if. I, I'm having an issue here. So I went to see a urologist in Hoboken 
I just like Googled him and, and found him. First hit. I don't care. First one will go with it. You check in reviews? There weren't a ton of reviews at the time, but it was in Hoboken. So it was it was nearby. <laughs> the closest guy who can look at my dog. Like that's it. That's all I'm looking for. So I go there. And when it comes to urologist, proximity is key. <laughs> I don't want to have to go far, you know? This tells you a lot about me, I think. So <laughs> I go to this place, right? And I'm like, it's like on like a side street. And oh, I'm, I'm looking around. <laughs> like around the block in an alley. <laughs> I'm looking around for like a doctor's office, right? And like a it's just. lemonade stand. This is urologist on it. <laughs> It's literally just like an apartment. It's no special building. They're like, ring the doorbell, I guess, to hide the other people in the basement. I don't know. So I ring the doorbell. I go in there. I go see this doctor. And he starts peppering me with questions like about like my lifestyle and stuff. And he's, he's like, he's like, how much do you drink? Do you smoke? Do you smoke? And he's like, are you lying? And he was getting really intense. And I was like, so that was like the beginning part. Then he's like, all right, let's go like do a quick exam here. So we go into this other room and and I'm standing there and he doesn't tell me and he does a prostate exam on me. Did not tell me it was going down. What? I've never had a prostate <laughs> exam before. Um, hand up the butt out of nowhere. What? Gave Wait, me- it's not out of nowhere. You're like bent over a table. He didn't tell me it was happening. That's all I'm going to say. Dude. So oh. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? It's like in this like apartment building. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, yeah, you've got a you've got like a varicocele, which is like something that could like block like whatever is supposed to, to happen. So I leave that place and he's like, yeah, you're going to need surgery. So I leave that place going like I'm like having, I'm like freaking out like this was like crazy. Go to a do- another doctor about an hour away. God. But he's got uh, an office. He has a real office. <laughs> he's an actual doctor. And they check it out. And he's and this guy's like, so I have to do a prostate exam. And I'm like, I, I literally just did one like a week ago and everything was fine. He was like, no, I have, I have to do it myself. <laughs> yeah. Like, we can't just trust this guy. <laughs> so he does it. And it turns out like everything was fine. Like, it, it, like that wasn't the problem. So this guy would have given me surgery. This other guy was like, no, it was fine. And it clearly wasn't the issue. And I remember going to the second doctor, I was covering the, uh, the midterm elections for work. So I had to go into this doctor, get the prostate exam in the morning. And then I had to head into work for like a 15 hour day. I was there till like midnight. It was like the worst day ever. And this was just the beginning of the whole, the whole fertility process. So be careful what urologist you go to out there. Make sure you uh, do some real research. Yeah. Do some homework. Not the guy around the fucking block. Come on in here. That's so good. <laughs> hey, man, come on in. What is going on? Uh, I got to do a prostate exam. I'm here for a dental checkup. <laughs> now you might have a cavity. Just just bend okay. over. This is probably a cavity issue. We got to just check it out. So, yeah, it was it, it, absolutely crazy time for the both of us. And what was really, really crazy was, you know, w- we waited years for this thing to happen. And Tenley and Wesley were literally born within one week of each other. Like we got, we got me and you got to share like the good news with each other, like super fast. You, you hit us first. And then like a couple of weeks later, we had the good news. So it was incredible. Cause it was just such a, a long, frustrating, just depressing time. And the fact that you and I, you know, Tori and Amanda got to get through it at the, at the same time was like unbelievable. 
and we didn't talk for a year. <laughs> and then we took a year off. We were like, all right, you and I talk so much. Like we need to take a break. Like, yeah. Well, that was guy. That guy was in my IVF life. It's different now. I don't need fucking that shit anymore. <laughs> Real quick before we go, this is, I just thought about this. Uh, I was with some like friends like a week ago, and they they listen to the podcast. They're big fans of Dad Talk. Shout out if you're listening. We uh, we we appreciate it. Obviously, they have kids, and they were like, "Are you going to talk about us in this week's episode?" Like, they're I think everyone now like is trying to be on their best behavior. And they're like worried that I'm going to like pick oh something out that they did that like pissed me off and just put them oh, on yeah. blast. All right. So what did they do? They were just very, very nice. Very polite. Stop they didn't. It. You fucking, that's not, that's not what happened. They're bad parents and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> you just like don't want to like break it to them. Like You guys are doing it wrong. I'm trying to think of something that they did. They were really pretty good. They were uh, no, no real issues. Just not true. It's just not true. Great people. Great people, horrible parents. Like <laughs> his parents' failures. But I like his friends, great. Yeah. Yeah. Great friends. Good podcast. Nice IVF talk here. But we wanted to be able to share that with you guys because obviously that was a huge part of us coming together and doing this. And you know, there's a lot, there's a lot to talk about. We want to take the stigma away. Derek Wenzel, another great another great podcast. Thanks, T Time. Appreciate it. <laughs> Dad talk, they really like to trash talk. Dad talk, they'll make you laugh your ass off. Dad talk, real tall dudes and they're both hilarious. Tom and Derek give you wisdom and advice. It's really nice, you probably listen twice. Real tall dudes and they're getting serious.